Well, welcome everybody to our Ultimate Income Trader Workshop informational webinar. The purpose of this webinar today is to provide you with some education and have a little bit of fun while we outline some of the valuable content we'll be covering at this year's annual event, the Ultimate Income Trader. So let's start with who is this program for? It's essentially for anyone who trades intermediate to advanced level positive theta strategies, such as any form of vertical spread, butterfly, condor, as well as any form of time spread, such as calendars, diagonals, and time ratios, and has a basic understanding of them. So you know, if you're a newbie or you're just sticking on these trades without really having any idea what you're doing, if that's the case, this program probably is not going to be for you. But otherwise, you are in the right place. So let's begin with a question that I often ask myself. And that is, why is it that some traders with relatively little trading knowledge become extremely successful fairly quickly, while a vast majority of traders struggle with poor performance despite having experience and knowing much more about the market than those who are performing better than they are. And I ask this question because it's very common for me to get some emails from traders who've had years of experience. And some of these guys or girls, they've been in financial industries all their lives. They have PhDs and doctorate degrees in finance. They know everything imaginable about options and Greeks. And they, they study technical analysis and volatility. And a lot of them know so much about theory, it's insane. And some of them even have websites and programs of their own. And you know what is really sad about that is despite knowing all that information and having years of experience, they are still either losing money or they can't even keep up with, say, the S&P 500 and their returns. And this just drives home the fact that learning by brute force or trading by brute force, or by that I mean going on this quest of learning anything and everything you can and hoping something sticks simply is not an effective strategy to become successful as a trader. And you know, speaking of information, there was a time in the past, not so many years ago, where there was literally a lack of information, where people simply didn't have the tools to become financially independent. And finding out how to do so was quite challenging and sometimes extremely expensive. But today, with the internet and smartphones and Google, things have changed. Anyone can find enough free information to be successful in virtually anything you can think of. In fact, there's so much information out there that it's literally overwhelming. And therein lies the problems of today. Because the challenge we have nowadays is that there is literally too much information available to us. And that reminds me of a little story about too much information. I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but I started training in martial arts when I was a kid. And this was back in the late 70s, when having a black belt actually meant something. And it was very hard to come by, especially as an American. Because at the time, most of the masters in the martial arts were trying to keep all their secrets to themselves and to their own, you know, their own groups. And I went through what seemed to be this long, drawn-out process of doing the same thing over and over again for years, while watching the masters do all this fancy stuff. And I'm thinking, like, you know, I don't want to do all this boring stuff that I'm doing. I want to do what they're doing. And I was a little irritated about that, but I stuck with it, 
And after several years, I did finally get to do the fancy stuff I always wanted to do. In fact, I became very good at it, so good that I eventually became second command to the chief instructor at the organization. Despite being the youngest person in the school, I was only 15 at the time. Now, my instructor that we had, he went away quite often. And when he went away, I would run the whole operation, which I thought was pretty cool because I was still pretty, a pretty young kid at the time. But being so young and a little arrogant and a little resentful for all those years of getting the crap kicked out of me just because they held me back, you know what I was going to do? I was going to take a group of students, the really good ones, and jump right into the most advanced techniques. Why wait? These guys, kids were talented, so that's exactly what I did. I took the talented students, I showed them everything. And I took the group of, well, not so talented students, and I was very careful only to show them techniques at their level. I was, because quite frankly, I, I didn't see all that much potential in them. So I did this for about, I don't know, three months or so. And when my instructor finally came back to check out how the school was going, I was really excited because I knew he was going to put everyone together for these fighting drills, which he always did when he got back. And so everything I got together, and I couldn't wait to show him how much my advanced group had improved. That was until the drill started. And my not-so-talented students, the ones who only knew the basics, literally tore apart my talented groups. Well, this was quite shocking to me. <laughs> I was a little surprised. And it was very educational. Apparently, mastering a few effective techniques works a whole lot better than doing a bunch of fancy techniques that are poorly contextualized. Hmm. Who would have guessed that? Anyway, that made me look like a schmuck. Because not only did I go against the rules of the process and the rules of the school and the organization by showing people more than they should know at their stage of development, but I also discovered that I took talented people who had really great potential, and I set them back what ultimately turned out to be years in their development by providing them with too much information in the wrong stage of their development. And I felt terrible about that. Now, there is some good that came out of it. So it was an extremely valuable lesson for me. And I took that forward into my career as a trading performance coach and mentor. That said, I understand that many of you want to progress as quickly as possible, as you should. You should want to get ahead, and you should want to do that very quickly. But as people, especially us not-so-young people, we tend to have the mindset that more information is better, which makes sense, because when we were growing up, there was literally a lack of information. Not only that, society constantly pushes this concept that if you want to do better in life, you go learn more, you go get a degree, you spend money, right? That's, the, that's the, the accepted process. So when we transfer that perspective to trading, we get thoughts like, you know, if I only knew more about the Greeks, or if I only knew more about technical analysis, if I only knew more about implied volatility, if I can only find the right trade, then I'm going to be successful. You see, the problem with that is if you're listening to me right now, you probably already know more than enough to be extremely successful trading. And even if you didn't, the information is right there in front of you, staring you in the face. 
because in today's world, the challenge is no longer lack of information. The challenge is in deciding which information to pay attention to and thereby act upon. In fact, your success is going to depend as much on your ability to effectively delete and ignore information than it is on finding information. And then, of course, we need to take that information and put it into the proper context because information without context is useless. My point is that too much information, even though it might be correct, right? This information may be theoretically correct, but often it distracts you from your goals or it may not even be relevant in real life because a lot of theoretical stuff does not transfer to reality and is therefore going to be a distraction and a huge barrier to your success as a trader. So let's move on. Who is the ultimate income trader? How about a trader who constantly puts the odds in his favor? The question becomes, how do we do that? Many of us think that things like wide condors or trades with very flat T plus zero lines are the answer. Where you think that putting your, that you're putting your odds in your favor from the context of there are multiple ways to win or there aren't many ways to lose. However, there are other important factors to consider when you start doing that, right? How about putting odds in your favor from the context of directional movement? You know, there are often times when certain price movements are likely to be exhausted or likely to reverse or when certain things happen that are likely to result in very large moves that are going to change the odds of any of these trades considerably. And what about high probability in the context of volatility? Are we, paying, are we being paid enough to take on this certain amount of directional risk that may occur? If we're not getting paid appropriately for our directional risk, our odds of winning go down drastically. And these are all considerations when determining what your odds truly are. And any one of those considerations in isolation does not necessarily make for a high probability trade. In other words, putting on a trade with a flat T plus zero line doesn't necessarily put the odds of long-term success in your favor. Because there are times when certain moves are likely or when certain implied volatility shifts are probable where there's a high probability of losing these really wide, really pretty looking trades with our flat T plus zero lines, making your actual risk in entering a position like these quite high. I had some trained some very successful day traders and swing traders in the past. And if you talk to them, they'd never put on a trade like this. Never. They'd say, yeah, yeah, sure, that tra trade is likely to win any given month. But look at the risk you're taking. You're taking or risking $100,000 to make $10,000? What are you, out of your mind? And they have a valid point with that. Which brings us to our second aspect of the ultimate income trader a trader who keeps risk at the appropriate levels. As traders, we always want to size a trade by the amount we're willing to lose if things go poorly. We never want to size by how much we want to make. And when we do this, we need to consider both types of losses. Because sure, we all have a maximum acceptable loss where we say, oh, I'm willing to lose 5% or 10% or 30%, whatever it is. But there's also the disaster scenario that you need to consider which is a total loss. 
which you may say is extremely unlikely and you may be correct. However, it is always possible and we need to keep that in the forefront of our minds when we're sizing our trades. Another thing to consider is what to focus on. The ultimate income trader focuses only on what he can control and he lets go of the outcome. The only things we can control are our focus, the meanings we give to events and our actions. We cannot control the direction nor the speed of the market, nor can we make any definite predictions on where volatility on a particular option is going to go. And thinking that we can is eventually going to lead us to fear, anxiety, or worse, overconfidence. And either of those things will either overinflate or discount our risks, all of which are habits that lead directly to poor trading and sometimes disaster. Therefore, to become great, we must always focus on what we can control while keeping the meaning of events in the proper perspective and taking the appropriate actions by being positioned in a manner that gives us the best odds of winning, while at the same time maintaining appropriate risk levels in the event the odds go against us, which they will at times. And then with the outcome, Whatever that outcome may be, we need to be able to put that outcome aside into proper perspective or frame it in a way that promotes the habits that lead us to ultimate victory. And speaking of habits, patience is your friend, especially in this type of trading. And one of the things we really need to get over is this thing that a lot of us traders have about getting overly attached to our profits and losses, especially during the trade. When you think about it, when we enter a trade, we do so with the intent to allow some sort of a drawdown in the position. Why are we allowing a drawdown? Is it because we like to draw down? No. It's because when we enter a trade, we logically understand we have to allow the position to draw down a certain amount in order to win. I mean, if we exited our positions every time we drew down a penny, we wouldn't be winning any trades, right? In the same context, if we have a $5,000 profit, we need to expect that the position is going to draw down significantly before the profit goes to, say, $10,000. In other words, this dynamic of requiring drawdowns for the purpose of making more profit continues throughout the whole trade. It's not just at your entry. And what a lot of traders do is they get emotionally attached to a profit or loss number. And this concept of allowing the trade to draw down that we logically understood when the trade was entered is all of a sudden forgotten. And in attempting to protect that profit, they set off a series of thoughts and actions which send the trade into a downward spiral, often turning a perfectly good trade into this big loss. We want to avoid that. Now, the reality is that once you get to the point in the trade where you're no longer willing to freely allow your profit or loss number to drop a reasonable amount, it is time to exit the trade. Now, another thing a great trader does is he thinks through and he visualizes all plausible and even sometimes implausible scenarios and what he's going to do about them. You know, we talk about getting good entries all the time. 
when we're doing the trades. However, a good entry does not equal a good trade. There are many, many scenarios that play out once a position is entered that are going to shift the probabilities of any particular strategy working out. The ultimate income trader is aware of these shifts, and he's going to incorporate how to deal with them into his plan. But not only does he incorporate them into the plan, but he also rehearses the scenarios. Not just as a logical intellectual exercise, he rehearses the scenarios with emotion that are likely to be associated with each scenario. So let's say I visualize uh, that I put on this trade and it gains a small profit. How am I going to feel? And are those feelings likely to push me into doing something that is in opposition to my long-term benefit or my long-term viability as a trader? For example, are those feelings going to push me into trying to lock in profits? Or are they going to push me into jumping out of a trade too soon? I would agree with you that it feels great temporarily to take a small profit on a trade. But you need to think that through. If you've got a strategy that normally has an expected profit and say an expected maximum loss of $10,000 and you're locking the trade down or exiting the trade when you're up 500 bucks, two things are going to happen. First is you'll never get your expected profit. And second, when that expected loss comes along, which it will do, you're going to wipe out like two years of gains. And that's not a very effective way to be trading. Okay? So a few more things. The ultimate income trader is going to be adaptable. He realizes that regardless of what strategy he's doing, no matter how good it seems today, there will be times when his approach to the market is ineffective and may also result in significant losses. And he's ready to adapt to those changes when they occur. He uses his emotions to his advantage. He realizes that the best opportunities often occur when others are afraid. And the best time to exit is often when things seem to be going particularly well. And most importantly, he follows a deliberate process for self-improvement. You see, being a success at anything is very simple. It's six short steps. First, we make a plan. Second, we practice the plan, correcting any obvious defects. Third, we execute the plan. Fourth, we review two things. We follow, did we follow the plan? And assuming we did follow the plan, because if we didn't follow the plan, we have no way of knowing if the plan was any good to start with, right? So did we follow the plan? If we follow the plan, how did that plan work? Next, how did that plan work? Fifth, we make any improvements necessary in our process. Improvements in our plan, improvements in our psychology, improvements in the way we're behaving. And it's usually best to change only one thing at a time because we change too many things at once. That's one thing my dad taught me. If you change too many things at once, you don't know what was wrong. So we change one thing at a time and then we repeat. If you do this, it doesn't matter how crappy your original plan is because through this process, you're going to eventually morph into a fine-tuned machine. Now that said, while this process is quite simple, it can be quite challenging psychologically. We need to overcome this mindset that more is better. More is not better. 
We need to step back and realize that mastering a few effective techniques will get us where we want to be much faster than jumping around from shiny object to shiny object. And we also need to understand how what we focus on and the way we frame meaning will affect our emotions and our actions and ultimately our, tra our trading. Because you are literally training yourself to either be a better trader or to be a much worse trader depending on your frame and focus. You see, as human beings, when we get rewarded for something, we think, wow, that was great. I'm going to do that again. And when we get punished for something, we think, I'm not going to do that again. And we translate that over to trading, and we allow ourselves to be rewarded by things and punished by things based off of profit and loss. That is a problem. Because the result of any individual trade is going to be random. It's a, it's, it's a, a result of chance. What this means is that we could be completely irresponsible. We might do a trade, for example, without a plan. Maybe we take on too much risk. Maybe we even draw down below our maximum loss level. We could do all these things, and we could win. And those are the best wins ever, aren't they? You go through the challenge. You, you get the emotional range. You come out victorious. It feels great. Now, you may know intellectually that you screwed up. You did the wrong thing. You took on too much risk. You may understand that you got lucky. But do you know what your unconscious knows? For those of you who don't know, your unconscious is the part of you that drives your actions, your emotions, and your feelings. Your unconscious knows that you had no plan, that you took too much risk, and it knows that it got this wonderful, fantastic reward. And it's thinking, hey, let's do that again. And you've just trained yourself not to follow a plan and to take too much risk. And it works the other way as well. There are times when we do follow the plan. We do everything properly, and we lose. And not only do we get the bad feelings of the loss, but we might even start thinking about what a stupid ass we were for doing what we did, and start saying, I should have done this, or I should have done that. And of course, intellectually, we might know that following a process is necessary for long-term success, and we may say, I'm still going to follow my plan. However, your unconscious knows, I followed this process like I was supposed to do. And do you know what happened? I didn't get my reward. Not only that, I was punished. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that never happens again. So you've got this intellectual part of you thinking, I'm going to follow that plan. And you've got the primal drive, an emotional part of you, thinking, the last time that happened, I was punished. There is no way that's going to happen again. And you wonder why you're stressed out. That is something to think about when we start analyzing our losses, or our gains for that matter. Now, there is a simple way to correct this, and that is to detach from the result. 
just detach from it completely and put your and put a procedure in place where you are rewarded for following the process. In other words, we reward ourselves and we do this by making ourselves feel good when we follow the process, even if we don't get the result we want. And we make sure we punish ourselves for not following the process, even if we do get the results we want. And at the same time, we realize that our process is not perfect, nor will it ever be, and that's okay. Because we're using our results as feedback to improve the process itself. In this way, you get to detach your self-worth from random events and stay focused on things that are actually going to move you forward and make you a better trader. So, let's take a look at what we have going on in the Ultimate Income Trader event. We have two full days in Boston where we're going to cover the essential trading mechanics and psychology needed to become the best trader you can be. Now, I don't care what you trade. As long as it can be classified as an income or positive theta trade, and you have a good understanding of how it works. And the reason I don't care what you trade is because, quite frankly, compared to the other stuff we'll be doing, the trade itself is such a small factor in your long-term success that it's barely relevant. Now, of course, I say that assuming that whatever you're trading is somewhat viable and has a favorable expectancy or win-loss ratio. I mean, because there are systems out there that are pure garbage, right? But assuming you're following the rest of the process that we're going to be talking about in Boston, you can transform that garbage system into something great. So that's pretty cool. Now, for our agenda, realize that the markets are designed to take money from the majority in order to provide an outstanding income for the minority who act differently than most people. Therefore, those who follow their natural human instincts and their biases will eventually lose, even if you find the perfect trade. Because by following natural human tendencies, as we discussed before, a trader will literally train himself to be average, to act like everyone else, and in the market, being like everyone else equals failure. However, those of you who understand the hopes, fears, dreams, and desires of the market participants and can objectively step back from their own biases and observe what's going on, you have a tremendous advantage because the way you think, process, and learn information the meanings you place on wins and losses and the way you analyze risk is going to be the biggest deciding factor in your long-term success, not the system. Therefore, I will be dedicating some time to psychology, to tendencies and biases, as well as applying that information throughout the program when we're discussing our trading strategies, interpreting, backtesting, technical analysis, and volatility analysis. Because we want to make sure that we're taking the correct lessons away from events. It's very common for us to take the wrong lessons away. So we'll be covering human behavior and psychology as it relates to trading. We'll be looking at how to properly interpret backtest results. One of the things that I learned uh, in the last year or so is how differently people 
actually interpret these back test results, and uh, it's just it's not uh, it's not good. So we'll be discussing that. I know most traders do back testing, uh, or at least I hope they do. But you know we have to realize that only a very small portion actually uh, do it properly, and that only a very small portion actually interpret them in a manner that re remotely resembles reality. And that's a really huge problem, because once you put real money on the line, uh, if you're expecting to get similar results, uh, if you're not interpreting your back testing properly, you're going to have a, a problem, obviously. So one of the most important things we can do is to improve as a trader is to properly internalize the useful lessons we get from our trading experience. And the only way for us to properly internalize those lessons is through the use of some sort of a trade plan and the effective use of journals. Therefore, we're going to be looking at building trade plans, properly building trade plans, and altering trading strategies based on specific market conditions. Many people think that a trade has to be done the same way every single month. That is absolutely not true. As a matter of fact, sometimes or often that's detrimental. We should be looking at specific market conditions and making some alterations to our plan prior to entry so that we can take advantage of certain environments and avoid others. We also should have proper journaling techniques. So we're going to be going over proper journaling techniques for both the trade and for your psychology because you have two things going on when you're trading. We have more than two things, but there's two primary things, and that is the trade itself. And the second thing is how are you actually following the rules or guidelines or of, the, of that particular trade. So we're going to do that. How do we set up our journals for the best uh, results when, we, when it comes to doing our trade reviews? And we're also going to get involved in trading mechanics. Now, trading mechanics, uh, we're going to be looking at T plus zero line control. We're going to be looking at the efficient use of capital to improve returns. We'll discuss trading large sizes and trading small sizes. We're going to look at trade execution and choosing the best times to enter, exit, and adjust positions. We'll look at volatility analysis and what it means for our positions. And since volatility, price movement, and investor attitude go hand in hand, we'll be diving into technical analysis and how technicals affect the psychology of the market and therefore your implied volatility. If you want any chance of understanding how implied volatility is going to change, you need to understand these concepts so that you can help improve your odds of winning your trade. And then from there, we are going to take it a step further and utilize the information to modify our trade plans on a situation by situation basis so we can choose the optimal configuration for current for the current situation and better time our entries exits and adjustments and then we're going to wrap things up by splitting you into groups where you'll get to build your own plans and play out various what if scenarios to really internalize and drive home the valuable lessons you've learned it's going to be awesome now the workshop is going to be held in Boston, the 19th and 20th. We have a regular price of 19.95. However, we're providing some excellent early bird discounts for our members. For our basic members, we are taking $200 off. 
and the price is $17.95. Premium members get a $500 discount, okay, so $14.95 for the event. And for our Premium Plus members, we're offering the lowest price I ever had for a live event, and that's $995. It's more than 50% off for full, two full days of live training in Boston. Now, these discounts are good until March 6th, or until I run out of seats. And that's very likely to happen in this particular case because we, we have a limited number of seats and we already have a, a pretty good response. So if you're interested in doing such a thing, please uh, please uh, sign up early. So in order to do that, we can come to, if you're not a member, you can come to our main website, LockingYourSuccess.com, hit Programs, Ultimate Income Trader Workshop. This brings us to here and you can buy now. If you are a member, you can either uh, access the member site from here and go to your special page or you can just sign into the community it's right on the welcome page and just pick your membership level here it'll take you to the proper place for example if you're premium plus it'll take you into your discounts uh, page for for the program I think that's about it so I hope to see you in Boston I, I thank you for attending this webinar if you have any further questions please feel free to email me at john at lockingyoursuccess.com or any other contact information you have for me. And I look forward to seeing you there.